Welcome to the inaugural Yellow Jacket Buzz. I am Chris Cross, and I have the pleasure of serving as the Athletic Director at Cedarville University. The Yellow Jacket Buzz podcast aims to give listeners a deeper view of the people and happenings within the Cedarville University Athletic Department. We pray that listeners will catch the vision of the Yellow Jackets as we compete for Christ, contend for championships, and change sport culture. Today, we're here with Mark Womack, Sports Information Director for CU Athletics. Mark has been the Sports Information Director at Cedarville since 1983. He coordinates all information and statistics generated by the 16 Yellow Jacket varsity teams. He's also the play-by-play voice for Cedarville men's basketball. A 1983 graduate of Cedarville College, Mark was a four-year member of the Yellow Jacket basketball and golf teams, and he was inducted into the Cedarville University Athletic Hall of Fame in January 2001. He received the Distinguished Service Award from the school's Alumni Association in 1993, and he was selected the 2004-2005 Cedarville University Staff Member of the Year. So Mark, if you do the math, that's a 40-year career at Cedarville University. That's just unheard of today. So speak to staying with one organization for that long. Yeah, all I can do is praise the Lord. You know, when I started in the fall of 83, which was uh, shortly after I graduated, um, I don't think anybody intends on staying at one place for over 40 years, but uh, Cedarville is a unique place, which I know we're going to be talking about. So I was an athlete here, played basketball and golf, and uh, just wanted to keep being a part of the university as the first full-time sports information director. I was 23 years old when I started, and a lot of things have changed since then, with the exception of the mission of the athletic department, and that has been exciting to be a part of and and to continue to be a part of to this day. Yeah, and we'll talk more uh, about Mark's story and uh, his his incredible career and the things that he's done here and the things that he can look back and remember. But uh, before we get too deep into your thoughts, Mark, let's do a quick update on some of our fall sure. teams as they're currently competing. You know, we've got the men's cross-country team who won the All-Ohio Challenge that was hosted right here on our campus. You know, it's a strong group of returners like Raymond Falumley, Isaiah Kelly, and Evan Leist. You know, they've been nationally ranked this year. Yeah. You know, you got to watch them up close at that All-Ohio Challenge. Any thoughts on the, on the men's team? Yeah, you know, cross-country, uh, those that follow Yellow Jackets, sports closely has always been one of our top teams. I mean, how many schools have their own cross-country course on campus? But uh, yeah, Coach Orchard, Paul Orchard, uh, longtime coach here, he's expecting big things and they're off to a good start. Yeah, we're excited about that. I'm excited about a number of our fall teams and we could could really have a a strong fall, uh, both at the conference level and nationally. And so it's going to be fun to to, to keep our eyes on. You know, our women's cross-country, no slouch either. You know, they also won the uh, All-Ohio Challenge. Uh, Hannah Rem uh, won the race overall. And another strong run to the national race, which they competed in last year, uh, currently nationally ranked as well. You know, we're looking for a strong season from them as well. Finished seventh in the country last year. Coach Bolander, uh, he lost a number of good runners from that team who graduated, but uh, still they have a high standard. Again, off to a great start. Looking forward to see how the Lady Jackets can do. You know, another women's program that's extremely strong uh, as our women's soccer team, nationally ranked again, uh, had a strong season last year, extremely competitive program uh, in our region and nationally. Uh, and, and they continue to dominate in the name of Christ, as, as Dr. White likes to say in chapel frequently. But what's more impressive is uh, there was a video taken from out in St. Louis when we went out there and competed against uh, Maryville. Right. Uh, a parent who was on the local TV news station and uh, talked about our post-game prayer and our interactions with our, our opponents after the game. I'm sure you saw that video. I did. And um, our women lost that game. 
And I guess it made an incredible impression, not only on the parent, but the head coach who has a strong background in soccer, who I think she said she'd never seen anything like that before. And so I think that's what makes this even more impressive, win or lose, uh, these women and our, a number of our men's teams, that's their biggest priority is to try to have an effect for Christ on the opposing team. But yeah, that was an impressive video. Yeah. And it's not just limited to women's soccer. Right. I mean, you watch our, our cross country teams, both the men and the women, you watch our volleyball team and how they interact. You know, we right. were just watching a game last night and after the game, uh, our volleyball team, just interacting with the other team and, and just continuing that relationship. It's just a special thing right. uh, that continues to make impacts, not just in soccer, but in all of our sports. Right. Uh, moving on to the men's soccer team. Again, another strong start to the season. Coach Farrow's doing a, a great job looking to contend for another uh, GMAC title for them. You know, a, a really dynamic playmaker for them is freshman Michael Cantanzari. Uh, just a speed demon on the outside. I mean, it's, it's always fun to watch him um, compete out there, and it's just a dynamic playmaker for them. Also, returners like Trey McBride, Michael Payne, uh, Lad Patrick Fagerson, uh, providing leadership and consistency in the program. I'm excited to see what Brett's going to or Coach Farrow is going to do with them. Yeah, Brett has a high standard for his program on and off the field, as you well know. He has a solid background from his playing career at Messiah, and um, yeah, it's going to be another exciting year for, for the for the men's soccer team, and off to another solid start. Yeah. And not to forget about volleyball. You know, volleyball's kind of getting hit with the uh, the injury bug, but are contending well. Uh, you know, they they continue to compete in, in all of their matches. You know, we have a freshman, Madeline Hensley, uh, an outside hitter who's made a great impact. But what's more impressive about our volleyball team is this past summer, um, our teams at summer camps make a significant impression on the campers that they're interacting with. And and this summer was was no exception. You know, we, we had a, an email from a camper who sent us a note that said, you know, my coach for the week was Abby. She helped me grow a lot in my volleyball skills, but better yet, I accepted Christ because of what she shared about her faith at that camp. I mean, that's what we're all about. And again, the the young ladies on that volleyball team are just like the rest of our student athletes here in the Yellow Jacket program and just looking to, to lift Christ high. Without a doubt. I think for those of us that know our coaches and athletes well, they would uh, just ask the Lord, you know, this is going to be worth it. If even one Lord comes to Christ and that's what happened this summer. And the thing about the volleyball team as well, they're still a very young team yes. uh, for the athletes that are on the floor. So they're still learning, still becoming what we expect our athletes to be. And uh, Coach Smith and uh, his assistant, Grace Wilson, another outstanding job. Yeah. And they got two freshmen that aren't playing this year due to injury uh, that uh, could be game changers in the future. So we're excited to watch them in the future. All right. Back to Mark Womack. You know, a lot of people may not know the ins and outs of sports information. So tell me what the day-to-day of a sports information director, even at Cedar (laughs) Bowl, what does that look like? Let me say this off the top, which I have said hundreds of times, the games, the events, the cross-country meets, whatever, those events themselves are the easiest part of the job. It's the preparation before, the preparation after. You know, in 40 years, so much has changed, namely with the technology. You know, when I started, there weren't even fax machines. And there would be people listening to this, they don't know what I'm talking about when I mention that. Those would be in a museum. I was excited to have a electric typewriter when I <laughs> started. You know, all stats were done by hand, and they were kept on the bench. Uh, so I really didn't have a lot to do at a game itself when I when I started. You gathered the information, uh, turned it into a newspaper. Um, you know, there's no no iPhones, no computers, no internet, that kind of thing. But today, as we all well know, everything is real time. From the pro sports to major college sports, people want to know what's happening now. And that with uh, the video streaming, the live stats, the social media, 
just getting the word out. And um, it keeps us on our toes because yeah. when the games are done, we're still really busy. Yeah, I remember when I when I first started 20 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, you were always on the road with our men's basketball team, mm-hmm. you and Dr. Callen. Broadcasting uh, on the radio. Broadcasting on the radio. And uh, the radio's kind of gone by the wayside now, all online streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, you oversee our uh, streaming of our events right. and uh, the quality of that production, uh, thanks to Sean Riffner and his crew, uh, is just outstanding. Uh, and that's something that was, it's just different than, than what it was 20 years ago. And uh, that's part of that technology that you, you mentioned changing. Sure. Yeah, I use the term high standard, started by Jim Craigle, actually, who was here prior to Sean and then trained him. But um, yeah, we have a high standard for that. And, you know, back to the SID part, to put it back in layman's terms, we're basically responsible for not only stats, the photos, the social media, the web, uh, the bios, all of that. And so when you say the term sports information, that is truly what it is. Right. Yeah. And you get a lot of help from uh, Jim Clark. Right. Uh, Jim uh, going to retire this year and Jim and Teresa are both uh, longtime members of our department and and just uh, they'll, they'll leave a hole that's going to be tough to fill definitely um, so we're, we're thankful for their uh, their contribution and maybe uh, Jim and Teresa will be on one of these podcasts in the near future that would be that would be fantastic so top two moments in Cedarville athletic history from Mark Womack what are the top two things that uh, you remember Wow now that is a loaded question <laughs> to to try to bring that down to the top two. I, that would be near impossible. Um, a couple things, though, that come to mind initially. In our NAIA days, we won one national title, and that was in women's cross country. Imagine that. I mean, that's certainly a highlight. We have had some baseball players who have been drafted, the last of which were the Ledbetter Twins. You know, that's exciting. Um just to see, I guess, to put it in general terms, to see our athletes be successful in the testimony, uh, for the testimony of Jesus Christ um, is exciting. But we have had national champions. You know, we've had uh, other athletes who have accomplished incredible things, school records. And uh, just to see that is uh, exciting for us to publicize. But to bring that down to just two, <laughs> that's, that's almost impossible i would leave something out yeah, yeah i think of names like carson koch and right uh dan mahalski i think of the you mentioned the Leadbetters. those right. those two guys were uh just a ball of energy in the dugout uh, for those that don't know carson four-time ncaa national champion in the 800 twice indoors twice outdoors daniel mahalski who's still competing in the steeplechase was the national champion we had national champions during our NAIA days on the track. Yeah, that's exciting stuff. Yeah, Coach Elvin King, big part of that NAI right. national championship and and women's cross country. You know, I got a chance to catch up with Dan Mahalski and uh, Abby, his his wife, right. former volleyball player right. for us, just uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, doing well, we're um, running for the Air Force now, mm-hmm. uh, which is a which is an exciting thing for him and a good opportunity in uh, in Colorado now. So, Mark, as you've seen student-athletes over your 40-year career, what makes the Cedarville student-athlete different? Well, they know the Lord to begin with, and that's, you know, secular universities are a number of Christian uh, athletes that are out there. But I think I mentioned at the top the one thing about Cedarville athletics that has not changed is the mission. So I came as a freshman in 1978 to play for Coach Don Callen, and my golf coach was Alan Monroe. And I learned quickly, even though I grew up in a Christian home, I went to a public high school in, in Indiana, Cherubusco, Indiana, throughout my hometown, mm-hmm. 
there. But, you know, when I got here as a freshman athlete, I learned quickly that this was a different place. The highest priority was not only concern for teammates, but for the other teams. You know, now you mentioned a lot of our teams circle up with the other team and pray after the games. That had a different look when I played. In basketball, we had a post-game meal with the other team, believe it or not. And that's how we interacted uh, with the opponents. And so that mission has not changed. But the the athletes, um, they catch the vision here at Cedarville. And if that's not going to be a high priority for them here individually, they're not going to be a happy athlete being at Cedarville. Yeah, definitely. Our student athletes make a difference and they're just fun to watch compete and uh, fun to see the interactions they have with other teams. And, and you know, and that I don't think there's a better environment when we get our Callen gymnasium packed out for a volleyball game or a basketball game. And we see our baseball team over there, you know, cheering on and we've got the, the, the the cheer squad, you know, leading things and, and, and that place gets loud and it's a lot of fun, a lot of uh, good memories there. And, and, uh, It's just fun to see our student-athletes compete. Talk about um, some ways that student-athletes have impacted you personally. Yeah, I think those, you know, as the SID, and we mentioned some of these uh, most successful athletes that we've ever had, is just the way they carry themselves and realize that uh, where they are spiritually and interacting with their teammates and interacting with opponents you know, the success is going to look a little bit different. And it may it may show itself as being a national champion, being all-conference, uh, being a player of the year. And we've had dozens of those during my career. But just, you know, as an alum, as a basketball alum, as a golf alum, that is important to me to see how they carry themselves. And that needs to be an important part of their life. You know, the last thing Coach Callen ever said to me in my last game as a college athlete, actually, it was it was in Kemper Arena in the locker room to our whole team. He said, man, these wins and losses, and by the way, we had lost that last game by 30 points. He said, that's not going to be what you remember. It's going to be the relationships that yeah. you build. And that is so true here, 40 years removed from my playing days, that my best friends are my teammates. Yeah, that's great. And I continue to see those stories from our, our student athletes who have the same type of story that sure. they, you know, I, I see guys like Chris Beals, who's a men's basketball player mm-hmm. for us a few years back. And, you know, I still hang out with all the guys. We still communicate. We still have a group chats, those types of things. Um, um, just a, a tremendous impact to see how not only are we impacting others by our demeanor and, and by how we're interacting and by sharing the gospel with them, but the relationships we're building as iron strengthens iron, right. how these men and women are strengthening one another. It's just a fantastic uh, thing to, to add. And when you go through life and there's going to be ups and downs, a lot of tough times in life with kids, with the, you know, family life. It's a lot of your teammates that you had at Cedarville that are going to be there to uphold you and be your foundation. Yeah. So Mark, as we wrap things up here on this, uh, inaugural edition <laughs> of the yellow jacket buzz, um, there may be somebody out there listening who, who wants to get into college athletics, um, as someone who's a longtime professional in college athletics and has had a distinguished career, and we could go mm-hmm. through the accolades that you've received over the course of your career from COSIDA, the sports information um, group um, that's out there. Uh, but what advice would you give to young professionals who are looking to maybe break into either sports information or even an athletic um, position sure. whatsoever? Well, as you all know, the college network is tight, um, no matter what you want to do, whether it's sports information or anything in an athletics administration, it's a tight network. And when I say that, yeah, there's a lot of jobs out there, but 
you know, if you uh, graduate and want to be a, a teacher in whatever subject, you're probably going to be able to find a job. You know, if you want to be an SID or an athletics person, um, it's it's who you know, being in the right place at the right time. So develop your communication skills without mm-hmm. question uh, is going to be, I think, the best thing you can do. In my field, you know, you're going to be doing a lot of writing, a lot of interviewing, you're going to be able to create some graphics and uh, uh, handle stats, understanding the game. And uh, we've had a number of graduates who have uh, followed uh, me into the field of sports information. And uh, boy, if you want to be an athletic director, I wouldn't want to have anything to do with that. So I don't know why you want to do that. But uh, hone your skills and be on the lookout and try to make contacts in the network of college athletics. And that would be your best opportunity to finally breaking in. Well, Mark, it's been a pleasure talking with you here today. Uh, You know, it was intentional to have you on our first podcast. Uh, We want to make sure that we got the history uh, right and and, and set the tone as to why we're doing things here in the athletic department. You know, as you mentioned, the mission of the athletic department hasn't changed from when when Don Callen and and Pete Reese were around running the department. We want to make Christ known. We want to lift him high. And uh, we want to make sure that uh, we have an impact in the world and and it's all going to point to Jesus. So you've done that in your career. I thank you for that. Uh, You're a tremendous asset to our department, and uh, it's been a pleasure working with you. And I continue to look forward to working for a few more years uh, with you. Um, And, uh, you know, thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks, Chris. And I want to give all the praise to God. Thankful to him for the skills and the talents he's given me. And I just want to use them to honor him. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Yellow Jacket Buzz. We look forward to our next podcast as we talk with more of our Yellow Jacket family about impacting the world for Christ.